0: Shut your mouth. We'll do. Oh motherfucker! I suck at this. Sorry, Jeremy Prophet. Uh, it's okay. Give me one second. Uh, we're gonna keep the black and white aesthetic for uh uh for our sensory uh people. But I realize I don't have your Twitter handle down there, so I'm gonna have to go do it. Uh, so why I do that? Which is it's Twitter.com slash at Jeremy Profit. Um, i don't know say talk to the crowd talk to vanessa
1: okay so i guess uh welcome to another episode of jofo in the ring i am the harbinger of truth jeremy prophet i'm being joined by the lovely vanessa from ontario how's sarnia looking this time of night
0: uh looking pretty good it's uh getting chilly
1: at night so that's a good thing okay is there like a not a strong uh wi-fi signal out there We we don't see you no, there is. Um, the gimmick
0: is I am the voice in the sky.
1: Ah, okay. So you're like the like the Wizard of Oz. Uh yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. So uh, what are we doing here tonight? I kind of came on and heard some stuff about you know just take a pill and. No, uh, oh, yeah, we were just being ridiculous. He was talking about Kyle. I didn't know if that was my my usual co-host here on JoFo Kyle. You know the big bald doofus there. I don't know if that was who he was talking about. Or... No. I mean, we
0: also have a, a bald. <laughs> we Kyle, also have,
1: have a big bald doofus named Kyle. <laughs> uh yeah they're kind of a dime a dozen those big bald tiles uh, yeah no he came in
0: here to to shoot the shit with us you know why we hung out and, and waited for you and uh yeah so i apologize for the twitter handle it's up there now um the whole black and white aesthetic tonight happened by mistake and then for a split second i was like you know what i'm gonna stick with it tonight uh
1: I work with or, in, was was it in order to, to honor my racial backgrounds? No, no. No, it wasn't. Now I feel now I no now I'm just gonna change
0: it. No. That uh, <laughs> no, it uh, looks good on you. Oh, oh 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 yeah, keep it. Yeah, so we'll go we'll go with that uh tonight. And then I realized I was wearing a culture city uh a culture city t shirt that they partnered with AW, AW is for everybody, uh mm-hmm. sensory friendly. So I was like, wow, this all works out by accident. So Yeah. That's why we're black and white. Um, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to be.
1: No, wait. Wait, you don't see me as black and white. Well, uh, well like I kind of do. We got a, a bit of a simulcast okay. going on in the studio here. Okay. So I, I don't see you on the main feed ah. like that, like the one that's got Vanessa on it. Yes. But uh, I got the actual the, 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 the actual Twitter. Discord the, one.
0: The Yeah, okay. Gotcha.
1: Um, uh, Twitch, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for
1: giving us your time tonight. Oh, yeah. You know, I I may not have uh, been on time, but uh, I was not going to miss this for the world. You know, I love you guys and uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, giving me a platform to come on here, connect with some uh, new fans. And, you know, I still remember when you guys had me on way back when. And so I love the fact that I'm getting to run laps around the track now and, and take a bit of a victory lap after accomplishing a lot of the things i said i was going to do and uh, still got a lot more things to accomplish but it's it's trending in the right direction and uh i don't think this will be the last time i get on because i still got a few more promises to keep and i still got a few more uh obstacles to overcome but when you're jeremy prophet you know uh, that's the kind of thing you can do in your sleep uh, the prolific one yeah you
0: um and we're going to talk about those things that you've accomplished since the last time you've been on here um and one of the reasons uh correct me if i'm wrong that you you were late tonight at the show which it, you're making the rounds like you're 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 hitting all the other shows um is it is it difficult to do multiple podcast interview shows in one night
1: no it's it's just work um okay. you know i've never been shy about working hard especially when it comes to professional wrestling um i'd rather be doing wrestling than anything else so being able to do this it's it's work but it's fun at the same time it's getting to connect with some awesome people getting to share my story and I've always wanted to be the kind of person that um, look i've always been a firm believer that I'm an exceptional talent that just hasn't been given a fair shake in this business, and uh, you know that's because of systemic ignorance. but when it comes down to it, uh, I want to be able to reconnect in the same ways with people when I am a when I was a nobody as when I'm a somebody or on my way to becoming the somebody I feel I should be. So to me, it's like I'm never going to snub anyone who was there for me at the start just because I'm making a bit more money or got you know a few more brighter lights on me. Uh, it, it means a lot to me. It's something deep in my heart that I want to still be that same guy, and I intend on doing that. So even if I'm a world champion, I'll still be here on this show with you guys, and I think it's it's incentive for, uh, yeah. for all of us to keep working hard and keep doing what we do and succeeding and winning together. Whenever I win, you guys win. You're on the bandwagon. We yeah. all win together. I'm
0: on the profit bandwagon, and and you're right though. That does motivate me. Um, it makes me smile, makes me happy. Um, if you were not, if you did not have this show to do tonight, ours specifically, and you just wrapped up your other show, what would you be doing right now? Uh,
1: I'd probably be cutting <clears throat> a few more promos and um, probably just making more content, and then I'd probably be catching up on watching tonight's episode of AEW Dark because. Uh, Hey, you okay. got to study for the job that you want. So I got to be seeing what my competition is doing on there, since I'll be appearing on uh, AEW when they come to Toronto on October the 12th and 13th for Dynamite and Rampage. So uh, I mean, I already watch every week, but you know, the more that you can study, the more you can see, the better you'll be, and the better prepared you'll be too.
0: Spectacular! And all right, so let's let's jump down that. Uh, we were talking about rabbits earlier and rabbit holes. Let's jump down that uh, mm-hmm. right about now. You so you just won, and I'm gonna botch this word. Cause I'm not Canadian and Vanessa, you can help me. You just won the, the,
1: the loot academy? Well, well you, you didn't botch the word. I thought you would oh. cause it actually, it actually, it, you thought that too, eh, Bruno? <laughs> he, he said that's
0: it. Second, second <laughs> in yeah, <English>.
1: in <laughs> that's, that's a great moment. You need to, you need to turn that one into a gym. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that. But um, yeah, um, it, it's so yeah. loot is right you said it perfectly you said it like a like a true frenchman Loot, Um, loot and academy 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 oh it is in english yeah
0: oh the loot uh, the loot academy so what is that that,
1: yeah he said he said he said it better than frank joffo (laughs) so it was a competition okay made by jacques rougeau or the mountie Um, the idea was to take the best wrestlers from all across Canada, from St. John's all the way to Vancouver and put them in a competition where you're judged. You're judged on your in-ring ability. You're judged on your charisma. You're you're judged on how you perform, your experience, all these kinds of things. And the first round, it was a 60% fan vote. So fans in the arena, fans who want to vote online, your fan base accounted for 60% and then there were judges at ringside, and the judges accounted for 40%, and the wrestlers who got the higher percentage advanced to the next round. The next round was just judging, and then the final round, with the finalists, the winners were chosen by QT Marshall of AEW, and I was fortunate to be one of the winners. I say fortunate, but no, I I worked damn hard to be one of the winners, and I think I outworked everybody, and... Uh, a lot of that is just being what I am consistently, uh, show to show, delivering, delivering on all the things I say I am, uh, which, you know, if, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Jeremy prophet uh, I'm not just a guy who talks a big game. I, I also deliver. I'm not just a salesman. I'm a delivery man. So when it comes down to it, I don't say anything that's not true. I don't hype myself beyond my capabilities. But if I am to hype myself, I'll tell you that I have yet to meet my equal in professional wrestling. I have yet to meet someone Who has a physique like me who looks as good as me who talks as good as me and most important of all who wrestles as good and as dynamically as i do not to say that i'm the best at everything but i have not seen yeah because there are people who maybe do some of those things better than me but they don't do all of those things as proficiently as me so that's really the calling card of of jeremy prophet and i could elaborate on those points but when you see a jeremy prophet match you, you get all that and more and um I'm still looking to find my equal. Haven't seen him on TV. Haven't seen him anywhere. I'm kind of like a guy who's destined for stardom. Just I haven't had you know, bright enough lights and a big enough stage to show that to the world. So the guys you see on TV, they just got more eyes on them. I don't, but put me in the same equal playing field as them and I'll blow them out of the water.
0: Speaking of getting eyes on you uh, specifically, but also Canadian wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. QT Marshall, the final judge um, uh, uh, of the Luke, Of the Loot Academia. Yeah, that works. Uh, And AEW is coming to to Toronto. Um, What does that mean to you personally as a wrestler and
1: uh, to Canada as a whole as far as wrestling goes? Well, in terms of me winning, that means a lot to me because it goes to show that my talent on display in an unadulterated, unbiased environment Speaks for itself. So QT, I guess, got to see some of my uh, my pre-taped promos uh, to hype the matches, but he hadn't seen anything else of me. And then finally got to actually witness me do a live promo in front of the audience uh, and a live match, and saw what I looked like, saw what I brought to the table, and he made the final decision. There was no influencing. There was nothing else. Just QT, who is a great judge of talent, who's mm-hmm. training. The future of the wrestling business at the Nightmare Factory, along with Cody Rhodes and uh, Glacier as well, uh, saw me, chose me to get that opportunity, and I think that you know it's what I've been saying. It's, it's put me in the right circumstance, put me, give me the same level playing field as anyone else, and I will show you a superstar the likes of which you have never seen before, that you would never think would exist in a world where the wrestling world settles for one trick ponies for people who are maybe just a body people who are maybe just a promo people who are maybe just a pack of moves just a, just just a bunch of verbs rolled into a so-called professional wrestler but aren't the noun that actually stands out and connects with the people they settle for that they don't believe that someone like me can exist that puts in the work in every aspect to be outstanding at everything and don't get me wrong i'm not saying i'm perfect i'm just saying that i bring all these skills to the table at a greater than or equal to amount as, you know, the, the average. So the things that I maybe don't do well are still above average, but the things that I do really well are far above average and I can do it all. There, there are no weaknesses in this game. And I've yet to see somebody else who can replicate all the things I do. If you know who that person is, I'd love to meet him. Would love to share a ring with them. (laughs) Haven't seen him yet.
0: Um, you mentioned QT Marshall, uh, Probably caught some of your promos. Um, maybe saw a match or two, maybe did not. But I know that you have shared a ring uh with Cody Rhodes. Uh you guys had a match in I wanna say twenty sixteen, maybe? Maybe twenty eighteen. Um so I'm sure he 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 got in the ear of QT, said uh, keep an eye on this guy. Um the Nightmare Factory training the well, future. Well, Go ahead.
1: Well hold on. I yeah. I don't mean I don't mean okay. to stop you there. Go ahead. Um because because you're not, while you're 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 not right, you're you're not wrong, you're not that wrong either. There there's some truth that's uh, based in that. Because okay. I was supposed to wrestle Cody Rhodes ah. around that time in Nova Scotia for a, comp- a promotion called Wrestle Center.
0: Okay,
1: I was supposed to wrestle Cody. I believe it was promoted, and then for reasons that have never been explained to me, mm. uh, that match was changed, and they gave the match with Cody to somebody else and not me. Uh, I in turn was then not able to make the show, um, because really I was I was going to that show because I wanted to wrestle Cody at the time. Um, I've always liked Cody. Um, Cody was nice to me, and you know my tryouts I did at WWE. In fact, the last ones that I did in 2012, he was he was nice and approachable, uh, and I really wanted that match. And I kind of felt like I got the rug pulled out from under me with that one. And looking at where I am, and looking at where whoever it was that wrestled Cody that that show. Uh, is with their career. I think they made the wrong move. But you know, a lot of people find themselves on the wrong side of history books, betting against uh, winners, and so I don't begrudge them for it. But uh, yeah, no, that match didn't happen. It should have happened. So I, I don't think Cody was the one putting anything in in QT's ah, ear. Um I think I think it was an unbiased judgment. I think that QT just saw what I brought to the table and said, you know, he's the rightful deserving winner of this match. I don't know for sure. I've had very limited communication. I have had communication with QT, but very limited. So I don't know what it was that he saw, but being that I'll be going down to the Nightmare Factory as of October 3rd uh, for the new semester of training that they have there, um, I definitely think I'll get the chance to ask him and get to know him and uh, hopefully be able to be that beacon of light for Canadian wrestling, to be that, uh, I equate it to being like Jackie Robinson in baseball for black players where you know they had all the black players playing in the Negro Leagues and they weren't allowed to play in the major leagues because right. there was systemic ignorance uh, in addition to racism not saying there's any racism in this, but as Canadians, we don't get the luxury of being able to legally go and wrestle uh, on the American independence scene. And there are only three companies that can actually sign for work visas, that being AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Yeah. So, you know, the options are really limited and we have to be able to get scouted on our merits here in Canada to get the chance to even acquire one of those work visas to go and then prove ourselves against the best. because. For whatever reason, people only think you're the best if you're in the ring with people they perceive as the best. Mm-hmm. So who do they think are the best? All the people on TV. But like I've always said, and you know, maybe I, I owe uh, quite a few royalties because I've plagiarized this great, great <laughs> line um from, from Lacey Evans in saying that, you know, to me it's always been just because these people are on TV, I'm not saying that, you know, they're I'm better than them, but that don't make them better than me.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think that was something we talked about the last time you were on here. Uh, because at that time I was, I was just, my mind was just being opened up to all the, uh, the red tape involved with Canadian wrestlers, uh, crossing and going back over the border. And, uh, I think we discussed a lot of that. Um, so, I mean, so you're going down to the nightmare factory. So you, you got that visa, right? I mean, how
1: challenging was that? No?
0: No, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong again.
1: That's 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 okay. Hey, I deal with Frank Jofo on a weekly basis. He, he's <laughs> wrong way more than you are. Uh, but when it when it comes down to it, uh, acquiring a work visa is not that easy. Um, okay. I don't know if I got into all the specifics of it, but I've definitely learned a lot more about it. See, this is something that you know I don't just uh, sit here and complain and 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 bitch about like a problem. I, I research it. I say, you know, hey, how can I solve this? You know, we live in a world where. Uh, I think education is actually overvalued because we live in a world where so much information is readily available to us. We can just look these things up and study it ourselves without having to have a teacher stand there and tell us this is what you need to do. So that's my approach to most problems is like, okay, let's figure this out. Let's find out what this is all about. The more knowledge I have, hey, knowledge is power. Um, So, yeah, no, to acquire a work visa, you only have three companies that can sign as a sponsor and endorse you for that. You you companies like. Uh, I have said it time and time again, and I, I hate even mentioning this company, but whatever, it's not my fault. They don't have the power to hire Canadians, but you want to call yourself an international company, MLW, uh, and you don't have any, any Canadians there. Well, you know, how international are you really? You know, you're going to disrespect my country by not giving us a fair chance. And then you're going to call yourself international Well, whatever through all y'all. But, um, so, you know, they can't even get a work visa for people. Um, so when it comes down to only three companies can do it and you have to show proof, you have to, which, you know, wrestling is a, a a work sport, you know? So how do you show that one person is better than the other? I mean, I guess, Hey, I could say I beat 40 or 60 people from coast to coast in my country. So I proved I'm the best in my country, uh, by winning that competition, which was a real competition, uh, with real judging, with real fan votes, with QT Marshall choosing, the winner at the end, so yeah, I, I won it in the same way that a pairs figure skating team can win an ice dance with judges. But um, I think I actually confused two sports there. Got to <laughs> call myself out because pairs figure skating and ice dance are two completely different sports. They're gonna they're gonna eat me alive on uh, social media. We'll edit that, that post. They'll never know. Yeah, well, Jeremy Prophet don't like making mistakes, but I'm more than man enough to call myself out when I do. Um, but with that said, you know, winning the competition, you have to show all these proofs to show what makes a wrestler better than another. Like, like, really, I'll turn that question over to you, and then I'll get back on track. What What makes a wrestler, professional wrestler, better than another? Uh, I, they have to get me invested.
0: Uh, invested in whether that's their uh, in-ring work, their angle that they're in, which I guess may or may not have anything to do with them, uh, and then their, how they portray themselves on the mic. So I, I take those three uh, characteristics, and if that gets me invested, then... Then yeah, that's what makes somebody better than someone else.
1: Now, now that's a that's a that's a subjective opinion. It is because sure to get is. a work visa, you have to prove, by definition, that you're an exceptional talent that can do a job better than an American citizen. Because people will often say to me, "Oh, you can just go wrestle in the states." Just say like, you know, they're not paying you or anything. And I'm like, okay, but I've gone. <laughs> I've never gotten paid. I've never gotten paid one red penny. Y'all still have pennies. We don't have we don't have pennies in Canada anymore. But uh I've never gotten paid one red penny in the United States, and I still would get stopped because they say, well, your presence on that show is taking a job away from an American <sighs> citizen who could be doing that and getting paid and supporting his family, etc., cetera, et cetera." So it's it's a ton of red tape, and this has been the most frustrating thing. This is why careers die in Canada, because if you're not wrestling in the big companies in the GCWs and the PWGs and the you know, whatever other, you know, alphabet soup company there is that has a bit of a buzz behind it, then you're not viewed as being good. I want to be that guy who goes as a total unknown sets foot on television and people say, wow, how have we not heard about this person? And that in itself will be a proof of the systemic ignorance of professional wrestling, the culture of professional wrestling towards Canadians. You know, the fact that even if you look at the guys who have made it, the Canadians who have made it to major companies, the majority of them And and I'd say easily 95%, maybe 99%. It's the ones who went and worked in the United States. They made it on their merits in the U.S., a lot of which was illegal work. You know, we get a company like WWE where they literally would, you know, tell me in tryouts, they'd say, oh, well, you know, if you're not wrestling for these major companies, uh, how come we don't see you in PWG? How come you're not in Evolve? And, you know, saying, like, you got to be there. And what they're saying in plain layman's terms is, oh, we want you to go do illegal work. So and we then we'll sign. see how good yeah. you are to hire you to do some legal work. Imagine that a big time right. Fortune 500 right. company, multi-billion dollars saying the path to working for us is to go work like an illegal, work like a, like someone going through from Mexico through the southern border to go do illegal landscaping. And then if we see you're good, we'll you know consider giving you a visa so you can do it the right way. So this is the asinine malarkey that I've been sifting through for these past couple of years, You know, since the last time we spoke and just getting the word out there that this is the way it is. So I don't see people on TV and say, hey, oh, this guy's so much better than me because he's the this champion. He's the, the, the alphabet soup three-letter champion of this uh, thing. You know, He's really mastered all the, the, the X's and O's of professional wrestling and, and all, the, all the stuff they tell you on TV. No, it's just someone who was luckier, someone who's been given that opportunity. But you give me the same damn level playing field as those people, and I will run with that ball to the end zone. I will run with that ball to infinity and beyond. And uh, that opportunity is coming my way, and I will be undeniable because, like I said, I've yet to meet my equal. If you've met my equal, send him my way, and I'll show you that he's pretty average. And I'm ready to show the wrestling world that there's a lot of people they think are good, but when Jeremy Prophet steps in the ring with them, I will make them look average AF. Average AF. AAF. When I walk into the room, man, when people see me, they'll have their favorite wrestler. I will step in the ring with them. And before the bell even rings, that person will no longer exist. To them. Um, one final
0: question, I guess, about these visas. So is it as simple as like let's you use the term you you use the company MLW. So I'll pretend I'm MLW. Is it as simple as I can just be like, Oh, yeah, I saw Jeremy Prophet up defeating all these people up in Canada. Yes, I want to Here's your work visa. Is it as simple as that? Absolutely not.
1: No, I no. can't do that. No, because you need to, first of all, even just getting a work visa, that takes months. Uh, in other countries, it's not like that. I mean, if we were to talk in like England, if we were talking, you know, Japan or China, uh, a buddy of mine told me he got his work visa for China in a day. So I yeah. guess it was as simple as you said. Right. Um, but the, for the US, it's got to go through a screening process. Ugh. Ton of paperwork that needs to be filled in. You got to have proof that you're good. You can't just be, you know, like Joe Blow Shabletsky from uh, Toronto, Ontario, who's uh, won a few championships that his uh, his uncle, the promoter, put on him. You know, you have to actually have some way of proving that you're exceptional. Because they'll say, "Well, why can't an American just do the same thing?" And then to get that that P one Entertainers visa, um, you have to be able to prove that. You have to have like a, a company that has enough pull to be able to get it. Uh, a lot of these guys have to have a letter that, like, endorses them as an exceptional talent. You know, Lance Storm, when he was on my show, he was saying how he wrote a lot of letters for a lot of people, a lot of the guys in AEW and Impact. And uh, you have to jump through all that red tape. And then on top of that, there's also and anywhere from, like, five to 10000 to sometimes $20,000 payment that you need to make to get the work visa. Fuck. And, you know, we all know guys work in the yeah. Indies. They're not pulling in oh. that kind of money. Uh, some of them are, you know, if they're blessed to be doing that, but they're, they're not pulling in that kind of money. So there's the money part of it. I've never sweated the money part of it. I'm like, man, I, I'd pay the money myself. I have the money to do it. It's no different than education where people want a higher level education. They pay the money. But the missing factor is having a major company that will sign and endorse you. So the company needs to have the pull. So no, that company that I've already mentioned their their three-letter name uh, a couple of times. Now, I'm not going to mention them for the duration of this interview. Um, they do not have the ability to do it or they have yet to show that they have the ability to do it. So they'll just keep taking Americans on per-appearance deals and uh, you know doing business that way. Power to them. That's how they want to do it. Just don't call yourself international Which if you're not it. bringing in Canadians and doing it the right way. Um, for those of you
0: just tuning in, maybe listening to... Uh, oh, no. My video froze. Do you, do you hear me, Mr. Prophet? I hear you loud and clear. Perfect. Uh, I'll fix the video in a second. I will verbalize this. For those of you just tuning in, uh, we are talking to Jeremy Prophet, the voice of the voiceless for Canada. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you this question, Jeremy, and then hopefully I'll go over and fix my camera. Um, you're heading down to the nightmare factory. I think you said yeah. October 3rd. Uh, yep. what do you hope to, wh- what are some of the things you hope to take away, uh, from your time down there? And then I'm going to go around and fix the camera.
1: Um, a a contract with AEW. And I'll be blunt about it because I'm a blunt guy. Um, I'm not here to be one of these uh, ho-hum, sit around the fire, roast marshmallows and sing kumbaya kind of people. I'm a businessman. I'm very straightforward. I have an objective and I want to achieve it. And if that makes me a bad guy, if that makes you not like me, well, you know, you must feel really good about yourself not liking somebody who's just really passionate about the, the profession that he wants to do. So um, yeah, it's pretty much get, get the contractor, die trying, leave it all on the table, leave no doubt, be undeniable and show people what I know deep down inside, inside of me and uh, have them saying, you know, the same things I've been saying, which is uh, I deserve to be there and I'm going to show that.
0: Fix the camera. Oh, is good. Yep. Woo! That was a close one. Um, glaze I've heard a lot of, we've had uh, several people that have gone through the nightmare factory, or we're still in it. Uh, oh, yeah? A lot of good things to say about QT, a lot of great things to say about Glacier. Uh, and then AEW is coming up to, uh, like you said, Toronto, October 10th? 12th and 13th. 12th and
1: 13th. Yeah. Um. So hopefully a lot of... Well, you, I mean, you're going to be on that show, right? I am, yep. As D- part of nice. the prize for winning Wrestling Academy, I will get to be a part of Dynamite and Rampage. Not might not be Dynamite and Rampage, but I will get to perform... At the events there in Toronto in front of the audience. And hopefully, um, hopefully I get to show what I'm able to do. That's out of my control. Right. And I'm a firm believer in just being the best at what's in my control. So all I can control is what my body looks like, what my promo sounds like, and what my work looks like and my attitude. And so I intend on going in there and be firing on all cylinders, doing whatever they want me to do and showing them that like I, I deserve to be here. I I hope I get a fair chance. It's out of my hands, but um, I want to do this. I'm not some happy-go-lucky. I'm not some immature person. I want to make my living in the sport of professional wrestling, and that's been denied to me Mm -hmm. as a citizen of Canada, and I'm not going to take it. I'm going to fight tooth and nail. I'm going to leave absolutely no stone unturned, and I will – look, if I die, I die, And and I mean that. I am ready to die. I would rather have not been born if I can't make my living doing this. And I don't see any reason why I can't. I the talent is there, the attitude, the determination, everything is there and I'm a very good learner too. So, you know, I see people on a weekly basis on TV in high positions don't have one iota of what I bring to the table. Don't have the confidence. Don't have, you know, they they have the insecurities. They have the Oh, uh, you know, Jim Cornette said this thing about me. I have to delete my social media now. I Look, man, I've done this for 17 years. I've never had one injury. I've never had burnout. I've never been mentally fried. I've never wanted to do anything else other than be a professional wrestler. And that rubs a lot of people the wrong way mm-hmm. because they have to call themselves out on their own passion because they don't have that. And they're saying, well, who the hell is this guy? He's not on TV. Okay, I'm not on TV. But you know what? I'm better than what you see on TV. Better than you ever have been. Better than you ever will be. And I intend on proving it. You want to prove me wrong? Step in the ring and try to prove me wrong. We'll see what happens to you. I just love what I do. Damn. I love listening to you fucking
0: talk. How passionate you are uh, and confident in yourself. And it's just phenomenal stuff. A question in the chat says, Is there a a set number of indie talent that AEW is taking in Toronto for the show?
1: Probably. I don't know what that number is, but I don't doubt that, yeah, they probably have a certain amount of matches they need to fill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not privy to that information.
0: Um, whether it's a dynamite or rampage or darker or elevation or, or two of the three or all of them, uh, or pay per view. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, there you go.
1: I I I shoot for the moon, man.
0: Shoot for the moon. Yeah. Um, what is the one thing you hope people are saying at? Well, let's just. Bit, what do you think? Hope the the one thing people are saying at AW uh, after you show them what you're made of.
1: I want them to say, how is it a talent? This exceptional, this good at all these things has not been on our radar.
0: Spectacular. You're right. I mean, that's what I took away the last time you were on. That's what I'm taking away this time that you're on. Uh, you're hot. You're, you're hot right now. Cause you're AW going up into Canada is a a big thing um and you're going to be on that show also mm-hmm. makes it another big thing uh you know busted open radio should be knocking on your door get you on their show so you can uh, uh, uh wax poetic
1: on there I've never said I've never said no to an interview in my life. Um, one of my goals that I've set is I want to be on Talk as Jericho. Ah. I think that if I could get on Talk as Jericho, I could enlighten a lot of people to the struggles that Canadians have to go through. And, um, you know, in addition to the fact that I feel Chris Jericho is someone that I should do battle with in a ring. Uh, I definitely think that if that doesn't happen, which I'm pretty sure it will happen. But if that doesn't happen, at the very least, I'd like to tell my story on Talk as Jericho. I think it could help a lot of Canadians. It could help inspire a lot of people. Because I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that Canada gets its rightful spot and gets the respect that it deserves in the wrestling industry. And that tons of people are able to achieve the same level of success, achieve the same level of of comfort and uh, job security as our brothers to the south have been able to to do because of this boom period in wrestling. Um, But I want to show that you can do it by wrestling in your own country by not having to go work illegally, by not doing it, with all due respect, not doing it the American way, but doing it the Canadian way. And that's what I'm all about. I want to be able to get that message out there. So whether it's, you know, Busted Open, whether it's Talk is Jericho, I want to get that message out there and be the living embodiment of it. I don't mind taking the weight of the entire country on my shoulders. I got some big, well-developed, succulent, sexy shoulders (laughs) that I can gladly bear the brunt of that and know that I can succeed because I believe in myself and I, I I have no insecurities, man. I have no insecurity about anything related to wrestling. I have been a a savant, a sensei of professional wrestling i 've been doing this just longer and more consistently than than a lot of my peers i 've outlived a lot of my enemies. They all want to see me fail. My, my enemies who are now few and far between because they 're all you know broke ass and crippled and you know moved on to other things, gave up on their dreams and decided to settle for 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 the secondary or the tertiary kind of thing that they would want to do, but not this guy, you know, 17 years, no injuries, no burnout, nothing going to stop me now. And I'm going to make sure that I get the job done for all of us here in this country. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's just one day at a time, but dedicating all 24 hours of that day, to making this a reality.
0: Oh my God. Spectacular.
1: Phenomenal stuff. Um, before I, uh,
0: we're, we're near the end of, uh, of the spot here before I give you the mic. And uh, you can put over anything you want. You let us know what's happening. I, I can't help but but notice: uh, is that a jacket on the back of your chair? Is that that
1: a, is? Yeah, it, it looks phenomenal. It's like the Mounties jacket. It, it is. It was actually uh, Kyle wore it when we did one of our episodes okay. with uh, PCO. Ah. We played a little rib on him, and it's funny. <laughs> I just finished doing an interview, and someone asked me someone someone asked me. I should, "Yeah, Bruno's nodding now." They they asked me what was some of the better ribs that you did, and I said I'm not a ribber. Like I take wrestling seriously. Like right. I show up. I, I I put on my hard hat. I go to work when when I walk into an arena. I'm not a guy who's around, who's smiling, who's laughing. Who's that's not me, man. When when you know, me, and I'm never going to be that guy. It makes me sick, you know, seeing a bunch of people and they're all happy and everyone's getting jiggy with it and stuff. Yeah, it's easy when your bills are paid and and you know your work becomes soft because of it. That's never going to be me. I'm still going to fight like. Like, I'm that guy who doesn't have any any food on the table, and I got to, I gotta you know, stab the next guy just to be able to feed myself. Uh, you know, I got that, that poor kid fighting mentality, but uh, that's why I don't do ribs. I get to the show, and I'm like, business first. Got to get in the ring, get my opponent, drag them, kicking and screaming in the ring, and say, look, we got to do what the paying customer expects of us. I got a reputation to uphold, so we're going to get down to business first and foremost. Then when the show's done, maybe then, you know, we can let loose a little, we can laugh and, you know, have fun. But... Business first. I will not jip the paying customer by being unprofessional and not getting down to business. Uh, sorry, I'm just very passionate. It rubs yeah. a lot of people the wrong way. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I can be a hard pill to swallow. But when it comes down to it, if you want to hate me just for loving my sport and being very passionate and dedicated and willing to work for it, then, you know, whatever. I don't need, I don't, I don't need you in my life. Uh, with that said, we did play a rib using this coat on uh, PCO <laughs> where we had Kyle... Uh, dress up as the Mountie, and we, we had PCO believe. You can go see it; it's it's on there. I think it, it, might, it might be a standalone clip. Bruno, is it a standalone clip? If it's not, we definitely should. Yeah, it, it should be. <laughs> yeah, you can hear him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can so say check out a podcast two part. It's our first two-part episode of PCO. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And that was that was like the cliffhanger. I think. I think that was. Uh, it's in part two, but it was we used it as a, a trailer for part one. So, anyways, what we did was we teased that Jacques was actually there, Jacques Rougeau, <laughs> and we played his music and everything. And then in comes Kyle, and Kyle he, he's about the same size as Jacques. He's about the same height, kind of the same weight. You know, they're both bald, <laughs> and. uh CO like, legitimately he thought, like, it was going to be Jacques, and we right. were just, you know, pulling a, a a punked on him or a candid camera yeah. for the older viewers. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. Um, that's where this jacket came from. And then when we actually had Jacques in studio, um, we, we had him confront Kyle, so there's even a follow-up to it. You can see that in our archives, you know, on Jopo in the ring, you know, like, subscribe, comment, do all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that was a hell of a rib, and that's where this coat comes from. They actually wanted to get me to wear it, but uh, – I think it's, uh, it's it's maybe a little too big for me. Or we'd have to take the sleeves off or something. Just you know, it's got to be more uh, more more aesthetically pleasing than, than the way it is now. So it's just a good piece of memorabilia here to decorate the studio. Oh. But I will call your attention over to this fine piece of merchandise right over here. The yeah. Jeremy Prophet Ready Yesterday T-shirt, ah. uh, co-branded with UFC middleweight top fifteen ranked Chris Curtis, Ooh. who has also adopted the Ready Yesterday slogan and. Uh, Man who's been on a hell of a tear, a good friend of mine in the UFC, uh, fighting out of Las Vegas, originally from Ohio, and uh, yeah, this is a great piece of merchandise right here. And then you got my sponsor here, NutraZone. Uh, for those of you in Canada, so Vanessa, if you if you want any uh, nutritional supplements, you can hit up uh, NutraZone.ca uh, for all of your supplement needs. Number one in supplements, not just here in Montreal, not just because they give me a hell of a deal, but because they are the absolute best at what they do.
0: Well said. Couldn't have said it better myself. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's why um, I said it. Yeah.
1: So Vanessa, cool. Vanessa, you going to order some stuff from them? She will. On the website now. Oh, awesome. She's on yeah. top of it. If you see something you like, I'll hook you up with my promo code and uh, they'll take good care of you. Perfect. There yep. you go. That's how it works. Um, I'm Jer- having so much fun with you guys. You, you are, you are phenomenal. You're glorious. People don't realize because I'm very passionate and I'm very, um, I'm 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 just like I'm just like a ball of fire, you know. People don't realize that that's me having fun. I'm I'm serious, but I, this is wrestling. This is the thing I love the most in the world. So I'm having a great time, even if I'm talking about my grievances. It, it's better than talking about grievances that have to do with anything else, you know. And I'm I'm blessed. I'm getting to do this. I'm getting to achieve a lot of the things I promised you guys I was going to do. And yeah, like I said, when I win, you know, we all win. We all win. We're all along for the journey, all of you, all you guys that have supported me. And you know I hope that when that match happens. Matches happen in AEW. You guys will be blowing it up on social media, you know, saying that they should hire me, and you know, all the kind, of, all, all the rhetoric that I've been speaking on here, you know, regardless of what happens. Yeah, as soon as I get
0: my, uh, I'll get my video guy to cut all these up and shorts yeah. and TikTok. So, what are the kids like these days? Yeah. All those Instagram reels, all those things. Yeah. yeah, shorts, man. Shorts are hot, man. Shorts. Shorts they, they are. They actually hot. put out. Sorry to interfere, but you just said shorts. They actually got an email. I was checking it right now. I was in the washroom. And YouTube's updating their shorts, sure. and in 2023, right at the beginning, there's a lot more monetize, easily monetize the shorts, and they're pushing them a lot to grow your channel. so out there, we we proofing
1: on our, our channel, we actually grew at least 500 subs just from shorts in the last hmm. probably three months. Yeah, so it's definitely worth the effort, 100. percent And was Jeremy Proffer on the short? <laughs> you you quadruple actually, you 10x, 100x your your investment of time. Yeah. Well, you know, Jeremy Prophet appeals to a lot of demographics, you know, like I was saying with his aesthetic there, you got the, you got the black, you got the white, you got the, uh, you, you got all, you got all, you got all my different backgrounds. You know, you got my, my, my Hebrew fans. You got, Ooh. you got a lot there. So you <laughs> know, I'm a man of many backgrounds, many cultures. And uh, I think I appeal to a lot. Hey, who wouldn't want to see a guy like me representing a company with a world championship, you know, going on the tonight show.
0: I, I would love to
1: see it. Yeah. I can walk red carpets the same way I can, I can throw down and get bloody, you know, I can do it all. When I say I can do it all, believe me, I've not seen a challenge that I can't, uh, I can't surmount. You know, I can pretty much, in, in the words of The Rock, I can, do, I can do any. There's nothing The Rock can't do, uh, except maybe have a white baby. Still working on that <laughs> one. But, uh, other than that, there's nothing I can't do. You're a demo god. <laughs> well, that name is already taken. You know, I, I don't see myself as a, as a demo god, but uh, I, I am definitely someone who's going to have a big impact on the ratings. You put a microphone in my hand or you have me go bell to bell. I will make sure that the casual viewer takes interest
0: phenomenal
1: jeremy every time this is your second
0: time on and it's just my cheeks hurt from smiling so much uh i i i love your passion uh i love your knowledge it, you, you teach me so much about how much fucking america sucks basically <laughs> pretty much
1: hey i would i would never i would never say america sucks i think that i, I said um, it not you <laughs> yeah but no i mean look yeah. I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to work there man and yeah. uh america's got a great history of a lot of things, you know, great wrestling history. Yeah. Uh base, baseball history, sports, uh, you know. Uh I I've, 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 I've never seen a war America's lost. Um, you know, America's got a lot of great stuff, Americana, apple pie. Um, you know, the troops. Uh, you know, don't know what your feelings are on that. My father was a serviceman. He served yeah. in the Air Force. Uh, so you know much 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 respect for the troops. Yep, and man, uh sure. there's a lot at the heart of Americana that I love that I almost I, I would say I love as much as Canada cuz As I say in a lot of interviews, there's nothing that makes us different. We are actually all Americans, right? I'm an American. Vanessa's an American because we are all part of North America. You know, it's not just because uh, we're not part of the United States portion of North America that it makes us un-American. We're all Americans, right? Right down to South America. So like, you know, I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. There you go. Um.
0: And the only time that um, America's lost in war is against Canadians. <laughs> Just said, burned your White House down twice. <laughs> we'll delve into that on another show.
1: Wow, that'll be quite a deep dive.
0: <laughs> it, it will be because I know nothing about it. Sure, my dad would rest in peace, um, but I know nothing about it. But Jeremy, it is the end of the show. It is the end of our spot. Uh, I'm I'm going to give you the proverbial mic. Uh, You can put over anything you want. Plug anything you want. Let us know what you got coming up. Uh, You know, you told us all about AEW. Anything else you got coming up?
1: The floor is yours. Uh, I won't interrupt. So I usually kind of blow through this because it's almost robotic when I give out all my socials and everything, but I'm going to do it a little bit slower here. Um, You can follow me on Twitter. Really trying to grow the Twitter uh, at Jeremy Profit. J-E-R-E-M-Y-P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Follow me on Twitter. Shoot me a message. Whether you like me, you don't like me. Let your voice be heard. You know, I got thick skin. I like hearing what people think. And uh, yeah, you know, love Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram as well. If you're not on the Twitter, Instagram, you can find me at the real Jeremy Prophet. Again, spelt exactly the same way. You can also see some of my best stuff on YouTube using hashtag JeremyProphet. You can see great interviews like I do here on Jofo in the Ring, where you can see me just about every week talking to. Legends, rising stars, current stars, awesome people. That's what this is about, JoFo in the ring. And it's uh, giving you the truth, even if it is just our effing opinion. That's <laughs> what JoFo stands for. Um, you can connect with me in any way. I'm a very approachable guy. And at heart, I'm a big wrestling fan. I think that's one of the things that makes me who I am. And it sometimes gets lost in a lot of what I say because I never stopped being that young kid that discovered wrestling for the first time and just you know, wanted to see everything there is about professional wrestling. I want to be the kind of wrestler that would make myself as a fan proud. And I think of the fans first when I perform. Uh, but yeah, I'm a very big wrestling fan with a vast knowledge of wrestling with a vast knowledge of a lot of things. So I like learning things. Uh, I'm not inside the wrestling bubble. I'm very much outside the world box. So, um, yeah, I like to bring things into the wrestling world that it might not be familiar with because too many people are just inside a wrestling and it's yeah. just plagiarism of plagiarism. um, I could go on and on and on. Just a lot of things I want to say about upcoming uh, adventures that I'm going to be on Uh, this month. Believe it or not, and and Vanessa, you might relate to this a bit more, but uh, this month, had everything fallen into place, I would have gone to five different provinces in Canada, performed in five different provinces in Canada. I'm only going to do four, and that's just because there was a scheduling conflict with when I have to be down at the Nightmare Factory in Atlanta. But it would have been one hell of a farewell tour if I could have pulled off that that fifth one, which would have been in Alberta, which I would have never wrestled in. But just this month alone, uh, I've done Quebec, where I'm from. Uh, I will be doing Ontario this weekend. We're live, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll be doing Ontario this weekend. Huge show for a company called CWI, uh, Championship Wrestling International. Hope I didn't get that wrong. But a lot of big names on the show. Main event is Rene Dupree against Nick Aldis. Um, There's going to be... Uh, Robbie from the Highlanders, another great Canadian, good friend of mine, taking on all-ego Ethan Page, another Canadian. Um, Chris Masters is going to be in action. Santino Morella is going to be at that show. The Brooklyn Brawler will also be Ooh. making an appearance at that show. Um, and they've teased a former seven-time WWE and TNA knockout uh, Women's champion that will be appearing. That I can tell you, I don't even know who it is yet. Some are saying it might be Victoria. Some are saying it could be Gail Kim. Some are saying Mickey James. Um, so, yeah, and there's also going to be you know myself in action. Uh, my better half, Jessica Black, also going to be in action. Who knows? Maybe she'll be wrestling uh, the uh, woman wrestler that's being teased to the audience. But, uh, yeah, what a wild month this has been. I was in Vancouver, British Columbia last Friday, and I was in uh, Warman, Saskatchewan the next night. And so I've just been riding this wave of momentum, taking it all the way to... As high as I have to go, taking it to the front offices of AEW. Like I, I'm, right, you said, like I'm pretty hot right now. Yeah. I, I think I'm as hot as can be. And I'm hoping that this momentum will carry over into AEW and the right people, the UT Marshals who, who've already seen this, but, you know, other people, executives, uh, Chris Jericho, um, you know, whether it be Jericho, Christopher Daniels, uh, you know, the powers that be will see what I'm all about. Uh, take it right to Tony Khan. And you know be able to get me that contract and show that, hey, you know you can do your own thing in your own country without having to take that risk of going to working illegally in the United States, building your merits here, building your name, and then getting there, and then opening the door for others to do the same without having to run those same kinds of risks. I want to be that Jackie Robinson, like what Jackie Robinson was for black players in baseball. I want to be that for Canadians, not a Canadian that made it doing it the American way, but a Canadian that made it doing things in his own country, gaining momentum winning championships, putting on outstanding match after match every night. And look, from what I've seen, AEW, they got a tendency of doing that. You know, mm. whether you're sky blue in Chicago and those people rally behind you, whether you're, you know, Lee Moriarty in, I think it was Pittsburgh. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but I nope, feel like it right. was Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I try to be, I try to be right with these things. Yeah. I study wrestling. Like Daniel I, I just,
0: Garcia in Buffalo. Yeah.
1: yeah. Daniel Garcia in Buffalo, you know, they have a tendency of doing that. So, you know, why not Jeremy Profit? in his home country of Canada. You know, I'm Ooh. from Montreal. Montreal and Toronto got a bit of a rivalry. You know, there might be some, uh, some, some bigotism Ooh. there towards me because I'm from Quebec. But you know what? One of the things I'm most proud of is doing like what I did this weekend and going to a place like Vancouver, British Columbia, bringing the Quebec flag with me and people saying, oh, they're going to boo you. They're going to hate you. And I'm going to say, no, they're not. Because they're going to see what I look like. They're going to hear how I talk. And they're going to see the way I wrestle. And I'm not going to play into this kind of a stereotype of, oh, I'm from Quebec. I'm some Frenchman that you're supposed to boo. No, that's an outdated mentality. That's like saying, oh, you're supposed to boo this person because of the color of their skin or the culture that they represent or their religion. I don't believe in that. I believe in going in there and changing people's hearts and changing people's minds. And I don't mind swimming upstream. There's one thing you'll know about Jeremy Prophet is I don't like taking the easy path. I like taking the right path. Wow.
0: Well, Mr. Prophet Uh, it's been a pleasure. You're welcome
1: back. Anytime the door is open. You know, that or I hope, you know, that, uh, anytime you want me back on and, you know, just, just hit me up or tell Vanessa to hit me up. She's been outstanding, a true unsung hero in putting this all together. So as much as you guys want to, you know, put me over, I want to, I want to put you guys over for your, your great hosting skills and your great, uh, organization behind the scenes. And also for just, you know, being great people and, Getting to commune here, you know, over professional wrestling, it's it's such a blessing, and I hope to be able to do it again with you as I continue to rise in the ranks of this industry that we all love.
0: Spectacular. Uh I I, I can't wait to see what you got coming up and, and talk to you soon. So have yourself a great night. Uh and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, you guys too. Thank you so much.
0: Peace.